0: Hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm Tony Badaline, Chief Executive of Australian Grape and & Wine and I'm joined today by Jim Caddy. Uh, Jim is known to many of you. He has worn many different hats in the industry. Uh, he is known for his subtleness, his quiet nature and ability to negotiate. Um, Jim, I first met Jim when he was on the board of Grape Wine Research and Development Corporation. He now is the president of the Inland Regions Alliance. He's a grape grower and uh, he's a a wealth of wisdom. Today, we want to talk a little bit about uh, great prizes. So welcome, welcome, Jim. Thanks, Tony. So it's been a hell of a season. We've had a pretty small vintage in this year. We had the bushfires, of course, which impacted some of the cool climate regions. Uh, The inland regions are largely unaffected, of course. And then we've uh, COVID-19, which has impacted on demand around the world. And now we've moved into the China issue. Um, But I guess, Can I just get your perspective on where we stand at the moment on supply and demand? You know, is there there an oversupply? What's happened to our stocks in recent times?
1: Up until probably Friday, um, if anything, there was a shortage of supply. We've come off a pretty low year, 20,0, 250,000 tonne below what we generally do. Um, And all the indications were that there was no 2019 stock left out there. Our depletions for 2021 up until now were well ahead of where 2019 was last year. And things were looking quite promising. Um, COVID seemed to have been an advantage to the inland regions. Um, the UK seems to be drinking more wine, and it's at that bracket that we supply, you know, which is below five dollars a litre bottled and below two fifty bulk. And in Australia, we've seen things like past wine sales increase, which are generally sourced out of here. So it was looking like a pretty good season for us.
0: What about the international vintage, Jim? What What are we? You know, we've all heard about the bushfires in California, and you know, and we've we've heard about the support measures in Europe. What, what do you think is going to be happening with that 2020 vintage from Europe that's going to impact on our pricing?
1: Uh, the Europe vintage doesn't look like it's as big as what we all thought it was going to be. So it's still going to be a bit below average by the look of it. Um, two of our main competitors, which is Argentina and Chile, don't look like they've had a big vintage either. So, they're not going to be able to supply. Um, I see South Africa's back in the market again now. So, they're probably back to normal after a couple of years' drought. Um, Spain will be our biggest problem in Europe, but we're not quite sure when that'll come into fruition. There's no doubt the wine makers in Australia will be under pressure, especially in the UK, which of course is our biggest market. Yeah.
0: So, so you mentioned COVID, Jim. Now, obviously, COVID has impacted on the, the restaurant, the bars, the clubs, you know, that sort of premium wine there. Obviously, though, we've also seen a return back to trusted brands and the, the off-premise has been going gangbusters, not just in Australia, but throughout the world. Uh, do you reckon that's going to continue or is it we're going to see a bit of a, a change in that balance?
1: Yeah, there are some reports out there that people are moving back or moving away from that premium product, and we're seeing that not only in the wine industry, but also in the beer industry. So it's that trusted stuff, and they're not quite as brave to try something that's a little bit out there, which I guess suits you know, the inland regions for the wine that we supply.
0: I reckon before this latest China thing, Jim, that we were going to see an undersupply of whites um, and continued good demand for reds. Uh, is, is that how you see it now and take, taking aside China for the moment, which, of course, with uh, 95% red exports there, uh, that's going to have an impact. And I'll ask you about that one in a minute, your crystal ball for, for China.
1: Um, yeah, look, there's no doubt there appears to be a shortage of whites. The uh, Winemakers are out there now asking around about whites. we um, back to the dim, dark old days where you... Say to the winemaker, well, fine, you can have my Chardonnay, but um, you're going to have to take some reds, I think. So China really does not affect white sales. Um, you probably drink more than white wine than what China does, to be honest. It's just they just don't seem to drink it. So it really only affects red. So, like, yeah, I see pretty good demand for whites, especially Chardonnay, and perhaps some of the lighter reds things like Pinot, there seems to be a trend to going to the lighter styles of wine and the lower alcohol.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right on that one. So um, let's talk a little bit about China. So we're right at the, you know, we've just had the interim tariffs announced in China. So that's 212% for most people. Treasury wine estates at 169%. (coughs) Most of the other companies around the 160% mark and, and Swan Swan, Swan Australia, they're, they're about 107%. Uh, can people sell wine in at that level, do you reckon, Jim? I know you're a great grower, but you've got a pretty good sense about the, the wine market in China.
1: I think anybody exporting anything over about $5 a litre, which is, you know, the majority of what goes into China, will struggle to quit it somewhere else. Um, It's interesting when you have a look about the numbers. I know there's talks of 40 and 50%. That's by value. It's certainly not by volume. Um, Totally, to put it in perspective, about 630,000 tonne of wine grape equivalent is sold in Australia. We send about 365,000 tonne equivalent to the UK. Uh, North America is about 280,000 ton, and China is about 185,000 tonnes. Of that 185, there's only about 50,000 ton that is sourced from the three inland regions, the warmer regions. So, although it's devastating on some winemakers whose business is China, um, as an industry, it shouldn't have that much there are some opportunities to shift it into those other markets.
0: There so will be the some
1: problems, but it won't be as bad as what I think it will be for the more premium regions.
0: So I guess from that, Jim, you say, the big thing is that the bulk market is currently unaffected by those tariffs. And as long as we maintain that safety valve, that should help maintain prices, do you think?
1: Um, but I have no doubt prices will come down. For reds, um, I'm predicting somewhere around about 10%. You know, so your reds probably settling around that 600 mark, whereas like in the Riverland Sunraiser last year, reds average was up around 680, 690, somewhere around about that. So, But I would think that whites will probably rise, especially showing they probably up by 10 to 15% at least. So most of the big buyers out of the inland regions, weren't highly exposed to China. Mm. They've maintained their sales into the UK and the US and those and all the other regions. And let's face it, what do we, we export to 70 odd countries, I think, somewhere around about that. It gets up my nose a little bit. People say, oh, you've got to diversify. Well, hang on a minute. It's a bit hard to diversify. Let's go to India. Well. Unfortunately, the Indians don't drink wine, not a lot right of it anyway. Um, time time will get there, but, you
0: yeah. know, the wine
1: industry is pretty diversified.
0: It's about 170 countries we export to, Jim. So. 170, is it? Yeah, yeah so, uh, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's an easy way to say let's diversify your yeah. markets. We all know it's bloody hard, it takes time and money, uh, and I think for those those producers who are exposed to China they're not going to have that. So I think your point's a good one. It's, the, it's some of those grapes from some of those uh, I guess those cooler climate regions, some of those pe- those smaller producers who are really going to suffer from the China issue and the impact on it'll be interesting to see the impact on prices in those regions.
1: Yeah I think also the fact that some of the smaller producers out of the river out, or out of the inland regions, Will no, no longer be able to go to China, so they may step out of the market. Mm. Um, you know, and they had no choice; they had to go to China. You know, they most of them had quite good European markets, and they were struggling. But in order to pay the prices that they've had to, they've had to go into China. They had no choice; they couldn't continue supplying the you know the European regions or the US. Um, at the prices that they were paying for wine grapes and they had to go to China. Um, so it's no good saying, oh, they shouldn't have done this and they shouldn't have done that. They did what any business would do.
0: Exactly. You make good business decisions based on new information. So, Jim, one more question. Um, obviously, it's, if you're a winemaker, it's always the best ever vintage coming up. Um, <laughs> look, looks to me like it's going to be, given ordinary luck, a bigger than we've certainly had over the last few years. Is it going to be one of those record vintages or where are we going to be? This, this is your chance for a number that I'm going to hold against you down the track.
1: It's a bit early.
0: I know, but you're good.
1: Look, the way things are looking now, I would say it will be slightly above average. I think the inland regions will struggle to be at average, to be honest with you. The crops are okay out there, but they're certainly not monster crops. There's no two ways about that. Um and the cooler regions, they came off a horrendous year last year. So mm-hmm. um, I think their bunch numbers, etc., are probably looking okay this year. But so yeah, I would say somewhere spoken around really like, 1.75. So spoken,
0: spoken like a good grape uh, go, Jim, trying to keep pressure on those winemakers. I like that. So look, I'd just like to thank uh, Jim Caddy for his contribution. Jim, I do really appreciate this. You you know your stuff and you you know, there's a lot of knowledge out there. So let's hope we uh, get through the China issue. Uh, Thanks for everyone who's watched and uh, we'll talk again soon. Cheers everyone.
1: Thanks Tony.